Hello, witches and wanderers. My name is Missa. And my name is Katie, and welcome to the Baby Witch Podcast. Hey, Katie, how are you? I'm doing all right, Missa. How are you? I'm hanging in there. Uh, this episode is set to go out on April 6th. Um, mm-hmm. That will be hopefully the end of our shelter in place directive. Um, it's, I think, April 8th or 9th right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm just kind of figuring out this whole new society that we live in. Yeah, I, in Colorado here, we don't have shelter in place yet, although I've been told that that is very likely going to go into effect within the next week or so. Um, But yeah, I got a cold like a week ago and I was like, it was just, you know, a 42 hour, 72 hour cold, but like my coworkers are still really freaked out and they don't want anybody who's sick coming into the office, which I totally understand. So I, uh, have been working from home for the past week or so, and I am starting to go a little stir crazy. (laughs) I've decided this social isolation thing, it's kind of like, it's just really stressful because you can't really go anywhere. And I think everybody has to go through this phase where they're just like really stressed out and upset and irritable. And then like, you get through that through equanimity and self care and just like recentering yourself, and then you'll be okay. Yeah. It's, I mean, we're all going through it. And I think that's the important thing to remember is, uh, I think mm-hmm. I, it was somewhere on Twitter, but someone said, um, don't feel like you're cowering in your homes in fear. Remember you're staying home in solidarity. Like this isn't an mm-hmm. act of, of like fear. This is, this is strength. This is taking care of our neighbors by staying home. Mm-hmm. So it's not like mm-hmm. we're hiding. We're just protecting others. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it is what we should be doing. In all honesty, if everybody strictly kept this directive, we could hypothetically get through this within the next month or so. Um, But I don't know, they're not doing enough testing, I feel like, to really accomplish that. So it's all a little scary and murky. But but no, we'll get through there. Yeah. So if any of you are feeling still feeling stressed, again, um, we're recording this early. So we don't exactly know what's happening. Um, but just, just remember that you are not the only person feeling this. We're all going through this together. Mm-hmm. This is a global movement. Yeah. And, uh, this also might seem a little out of place cause I think we're going to emergency record a self care episode to go out for the next episode. Um, so we're actually recording this before last week's episode. And so this might seem really out of order to you, but yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, but the world is crazy. So let's do something crazy on the pod. (laughs) Yes, I think we're gonna have a huge uh, influx of new podcasts as well, because people (laughs) have to stay at home. And this is the only way we can all talk to each other. Yeah, I've been I've, I know I've done that because I'm working from home. And normally I listen to a few podcasts at work just when I'm doing solo things that don't require me to be on the phone. Um, but now I'm just like, like, I have nothing better to do and listening to something just helps keep my attention and my mind doesn't wander if I have background noise. Um, so I have been burning through my podcasts. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's good. Work's been a little hectic for me. Um, my job Mm -hmm. is considered quote unquote essential. Um, but we're working on a skeleton crew, um, based on the directive of our public health director. And, um, so I'm doing extra work basically now um and then hopefully hopefully by the time that this is airing I will have just had a week off um Mm -hmm. they're they're hoping to rotate us out but we'll see what happens Mm -hmm. yeah okay this entire thing like it just changes like so much from day to day and week to week I think like we could record this podcast and then realize within you know the two weeks it's that's going to take place between recording it and it coming out that we live in a completely different world so Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, society is definitely going to be different after this. This is, uh, this is going to have lifelong changes, generation, generational changes. Oh yeah, this is something where like 
kids are going to ask you, like you're going to be a little lady in a nursing home and some kid is going to come in doing a, re- a history report from school and is going to want to talk to you about the great COVID-19 epidemic. Yeah. Or, you know, when you have grandkids and they're, they turn to their mom and they go, mommy, why does grandma always have 20 rolls of toilet paper at a time? And they're like, uh, mm-hmm. let me tell you about the great toilet paper panic of 2020. Well, and that's the same thing, like with our grandparents who grew up during the depression. I mean, I, you know, my great aunts and my grandma, they would always do really nonsensical stuff, even though they had money. So today we're going to be talking about a fun topic amidst all of this chaos and confusion that's going on. We're going to be talking Mm -hmm. about crystals. Yes, which that we talked about self-care last week. So maybe this episode will give you some other ideas for self-care in the form of crystal magic yeah um Mm -hmm. so first we want to talk about um what crystals are Mm -hmm. um and I am bad at science um because when I was growing up science was not something that little girls should be into I guess I don't know Mm -hmm. um but there is an amazing episode of the fat feminist witch with Kathleen, I think it's Borealis, um, and she is whatever the people that study rocks are, I think. Geologist. Geologists, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just keep thinking Bert from the Big Bang Theory, um, <laughs> but she's a like witch and a geologist, and so she has some incredible information about um, crystals. So I would start there. And then once you're done with that one, come back to our podcast. (laughs) Yeah. And also just, I mean, generally crystals are, you know, um, crystalline rocks or minerals that are found in the earth. Um, and even I've seen people work with granite and stuff like that. So it doesn't have to be, um, or even I think meteorite particles and stuff like that are technically, in the crystal category. I've also seen coral fall under the crystal working category. Yeah. So basically it's just rocks and hard things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so (laughs) crystals aren't just something that witches use, but they're getting a lot more popular right now, not just in the witching community, but they've, I mean, pretty much always been a part of the witching community. Um, Mm -hmm. so you'll kind of see people that like you know the crystal girls and then you're like "Mm, is she just into Mm -hmm. it because it's popular or is she a witch well congratulations they're all witches now (laughs) Mm -hmm. well and like crystal using crystals for magical purposes have gone back um like I was doing research and I saw resources and stories going back to ancient Greece and ancient Rome and all throughout Europe I mean it's even something that people who were Christians used to do back in the middle ages so there is a really long western tradition of working with crystals and the idea or at least the way with I work with that I work with them is that they are um they have more spiritual or psychological they have spiritual or psychological effects. Um, There are people who think that they'll, you know, cure your cancer or, you know, help cure you of your cold. And I just don't see that. I was really (laughs) skeptical about crystals and, but I kept on hearing about them. And I think I listened to Kristen Soleil's episode of the witch wave where she talked about um, using obsidian to get her book deal. And so I was like, okay, you know what? I actually like obsidian because of my archaeological background. I am just going to order this beautiful obsidian necklace. And you know what? If it does something and it works with me, it works with me. And if not, then I have this cool necklace. It's, you know, no skin off my back. Um, Yeah. So I got it. And I swear to God, from the first moment I touched it, I just felt like this electricity coursing for me. And you know, as I'll discuss later, um, obsidian is really well known as kind of a vacuum for negative energy. And I bought this at a point in my life where I was working through a lot of negativity and trying to get beyond that. And it, I think it was reacting to that. And that's why I felt it so much. But yeah, no, I get, I get a physiological sensation when I touch some crystals. Um, and it's interesting, but I don't think they're like healing my body or anything. I think of them more as spiritual aids or psychological aids. 
Um, some crystals get me really riled up and I can't work with them because they just like get me angry. Um, and other oh. crystals really calm me down and keep me mellow and are, you know, just good and put me and put me in a good mood basically. So good. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, a lot of times what people will use crystals for is, is harnessing that energy. So like you were talking mm -hmm. with obsidian is that they like absorb the negative energy, but they can also harness other energy. So if you're trying to work with a specific energy, you can use the crystal, um, <clears throat> you know, to, to direct that energy. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, if you're trying to work with, say the, I mean, we talked previously about chakras or energy points, um, and I'm going to go ahead and continue with energy points. Um, so if you're working with like the heart energy point, um, and you want to amplify that or to harness that, you might use, um, you know, a pink or a green crystal, um, to, to work with that heart energy. Um, and so there's some, um, schools of thought that the energy that you get is based on the structure, like the chemical crystalline structure. Again, science is not my strong suit. Um, and then some schools of thought that it's sympathetic magic, kind of like color magic. Um, and so that's why I said like pink and green. That's where my, my school of thought more is, is, is color magic. Um, I work with color magic mostly. Um, but that's not true in, in all cases. So I, if you want more information on that, that's something that you might want to look up as to, you know, what each crystal means and, and why it means that and how that works for you. Um, yeah. And you can do a lot with crystals. Um, you can just charge them up and put them in your pocket and carry them around. I have a lot of crystal jewelry, so that's kind of a more subtle way that I work with crystals where I have it, you know, a crystal that's embedded in a ring or on a necklace or on earrings. Um, and you can yeah, just wear, yeah. And you just wear those for the day or, um, you can use them ritually. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, spells that you'll find in guidebooks actually that say you need a clear crystal for this or smoky, um, quartz for this. And it gives you instructions. You can also use them like if you're making a mojo bag or dream pillow or something um, and putting that together um, in order to concentrate the energy, like getting stones that mean safety or prosperity. If you're trying to do a safety or prosperity spell, um, you can also just use a bunch of crystals to make a grid and then you put a single crystal in the center and you use the grid to take the energy from all of those other crystals and concentrate it and like supercharge this single crystal. So, um, yeah. yeah, there's a lot you can do. Yeah. So again, like you were saying, Katie, uh, wearing crystal jewelry is a great way to have crystals, um, you know, with you without people realizing kind of what's going on with you. Um, unless, you know, somebody's wise on crystals and they'll be like, Ooh, mm -hmm. I really like your tiger's eye. I see, you know, what you're using that for. And you're like, mm, yeah. Or you see someone with an obsidian necklace and you're like, I see you got a lot of negative energy around you. You're trying to protect yourself from that. Good for you. Mm -hmm. um, but other people are just like, Oh my gosh, that's such a beautiful necklace. And again, mm -hmm. Katie has some beautiful crystal jewelry. Last time I went out to visit her, she let me borrow some so we could go out. And I like came home and was disappointed that I didn't, you know, steal it from her. <laughs> well, maybe you'll get that for your birthday. You never know. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and you could even um, like there's some spells I've seen where you charge a crystal to keep you to allow you to have a better night's sleep. And then you put that under your pillow. Um, when I did that spell, I like tucked it under my sheets next to my mattress. And that way you can't really tell it's there and it's not going to get kicked off in the middle of the night. Um, you can also buy really big, not well, you could buy, um, also here in Colorado, um, so Colorado is really well known for its mineral resources. Mining has been and is still one of the largest resources in the state. There is a surprising number of geologists who live in Colorado because of that. Um, and we, it's just really easy to find crystals here. Um, rock hounding, which is going out and searching for crystals yourself, is pretty easy to do. I've also gone to like random places in the mountains and we'll just have locally found crystals for sale at like a gas station. Um, yeah. And so it, I, 
have just been on hikes and found crystals, um, especially our, the area around my dad's place is just abundant with quartz. So if you go hiking in the woods there, you're just going to, it's not pretty quartz. It's been bleached by the sun and it's not necessarily clear. It's like milky white quartz, but you can just go walking around there and find quartz. So I like have some big hunks of quartz that I just like keep in my house to help balance out the energy, that kind of yeah. And so that's the other thing about crystals is they come in all sizes. So you might get, mm -hmm. you know, little crystals, um, you know, for on like with jewelry or to keep in your pocket or to maybe keep at your desk where no one can see them. And you can also get these like giant rocks. Um, mm -hmm. If those are something that you're buying from somewhere else, those are usually pretty pricey. Um, mm -hmm. But I have seen some beautiful ones and I'm just like, uh, I wish I had an extra $80 for this amethyst. But mm -hmm. um, I do have some like medium sized ones that I got at a crystal shop for pretty inexpensive. Um, so that, you know, I have, I have those again, as I said in the, I think it was two episodes ago. Um, I don't have an altar set up. That is my plan. So I got those crystals like to convince myself, all right, you're going to set this altar up and Hey, maybe if I end up having to, uh, you know, be home from work, that might be something I get done during that time. Yay. Yeah. And crystal shops are also a really great resource. You can usually find some good cheap rocks um, from a crystal shop. And they're also really good at saying where they got those crystals from, which is another thing I want to talk about. Um, a lot of crystals these days, because of the growing popularity of crystals and the kind of burgeoning new age movement, um, there are a lot of crystals that are coming in from undeveloped countries and the mining regulations of those countries tend to not be that great. Uh, they tend to be more like slave labor, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. So, and they're also, I mean, they're over mining, which is bad for the planet and they're mm -hmm. not treating their miners um, humanely. So that's yes. also good to know when you're purchasing crystals is where they came from, how they were harvested. Um, mm -hmm. And that's why, um, Katie, you used, what was it, rock hounding? Rock hounding, yes. Rock hounding is the practice of going um, out and finding your own crystals. And in Colorado, that's super easy to do. Uh, the aquamarine is our state mineral, and it's relatively easy to find a bunch, along with a bunch of other crystals. So, I mean, yeah, go out, rock hound, find your own. It's also like a cheap thing to do, and it gets you out and about. You'll be hiking. Um, but, and also maybe this is just a Colorado thing because of the mountains, but every small town tends to have like a crystal shop here, um, or like a rock shop is what they call them. Hmm, so you can go there cool. and they'll, yeah, they'll go there. Like there's one up in Salida that's really cool because they'll have, they have just a bunch of crystals that they gathered around Colorado and are brought into that shop. Um, also, I really love going to the rock shop in Moab whenever I go out to Moab because they have really good prices and they have a bunch of locally harvested crystals as well. So it's just, yeah, it's, you just go to your local rock shop and see what you can find and they should be able to tell you where those crystals came from. Yeah, that's super cool. Um, and again, if you don't have those kinds of shops, um, as I've mentioned in the past, I live out in the middle of nowhere. When I did get to go to a crystal shop, it was like on my big trip to New York that I took last year um and then again i went visited the witch metaphysical store uh, where katie lives so that was you know i got to get some crystals there as well um if you do find yourself looking for crystals in person and you know you've got a whole uh variety of crystals in front of you and you're trying to decide which one is for you um the recommendation is to hold the crystal in your non-dominant hand um to feel how its vibrations um, how, how you interact with it, how it feels for you. So mm -hmm. when I was in, um, I went to enchant enchantments in New York, um, back in October and they had some crystals there with runes carved into them. And so I was kind of picking, and it was just like this big, like box of them. So I was picking through them to try to see which one felt the best for me. I was looking for one that had a healing rune and I found a tiger's eye one. And so I had that in my left hand and I felt really connected to that one, but I kept kind of looking for a while and I had it in my left hand the whole time and I was still looking and I didn't ever find another one that like felt the same as that one did. So when I went to buy it, I handed it to the cashier and she grabbed it and she looked up at me like sharply and she goes, whoa, you packed a lot of energy into this one already. And I was like, oh, well, 
I need some healing energy, like a lot. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that has been in my pocket, uh, either at my spouse's bedside or in my pocket during doctor's appointments and things like that a lot. Um, and it's just a little tiny crystal that I've been able to like carry in my pocket or like hide in the bedroom when my spouse can't see it. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Now I'm not saying that crystals are going to cure anybody. Um, Chris, please engage in Western medicine. Um, but you can mm-hmm. do both. You can have, uh, you know, chemotherapy with a crystal in your pocket to, mm-hmm. you know, have the Western medicine and then the spiritual side of it as well. It's, it's mm-hmm. in my book, the same as if you were to, you know, pray before having surgery, something like that. Um, you're not doing mm-hmm. one or the other, both can work together harmoniously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on that note, there are going to be some times, at least in the descriptions of crystals that I have, where they're going to be talking about things that sound like um, healing. And I don't, I want to be very clear that we're not talking about how it's going to magically heal you of all your ailments. Like, yeah, it could support that healing. But to me, especially because I have, you know, PTSD, and I need to do a lot of psychological healing. To me, it's more like spiritual or psychological healing or maybe not necessarily affecting um, your physiology. I would very much say that you should still seek doctors and do your best attempt to have Western medicine help you because antibiotics are good. We would all die of UTIs if we didn't have (laughs) antibiotics. Yeah. I mean, we're seeing that right now. Like we need more Western medicine right now. Honestly, this Mm -hmm. is uh, social distancing is only going to get us so far. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, if, if you want crystals and if you want to use them in that way, that's great. But again, I, I would encourage people not to only use crystals to heal a broken leg um, or only Mm -hmm. use crystals to cure cancer. Things like that are not probably not going to work for you. Uh, mm-hmm. as an aside, I've got a family member who, um, had to have major surgery as a child and that family is extremely religious now because the surgery was a huge success and the family is like, Oh, it was a miracle. It was a gift from God. And I was like, no, it was a dedicated team of doctors and nurses at UCLA. Like, what are you talking about? Uh, but mm-hmm. there's like, mm, no, Jesus, Jesus cured him. And I was like, Jesus took out a quarter of his brain. I don't think so. I think that was the hospital, but okay. <laughs> yeah. It goes back to that old heli- um, flood helicopter joke where like a guy is, you know, there's a big flood coming to his town and everybody's evacuating. And the guy says, no, you know what? God will save me. I'm going to stay here. So then Um, You know, the floodwaters get worse and he's hanging out on his roof and then a boat comes by and they're like, hey, are you all right? Do you need to come with us? And he's like, no, it's okay. God's going to save me. And so then he um, is still there. The water's getting worse. He is, you know, up at the pinnacle of his roof. And then, um, you know, a helicopter comes by and they're like, hey, do you need help? We need to take you away. And he's like, no, it's okay. God's going to save me. So then, of course, inevitably, the floodwaters get even higher, and he drowns, and he's up in heaven, and he asks God, like, what what happened? I, you know, I thought you were going to save me. He's like, I did try to save you. I sent your neighbors to talk some sense into you. I sent that boat. I sent that helicopter, and you still stayed there. So it's kind of the same thing with Western medicine. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, again, we like crystals. We use crystals. Uh, We encourage you to look into crystals if it's been something you've kind of been considering or you weren't quite sure about start small um you know look into what kind of energy you need maybe um so if you really need you know protection from negative energy maybe don't go with well I have an example for my personal life so I've been dealing with a lot of anger issues that's actually what made me start going to therapy three years ago um and so I really wanted to start working with garnets and I'm not going to talk much more about them because they, uh, I don't like them that much. So they didn't like make the cut of crystals I wanted to talk about, but they're my, I was born in January. They're my birthstone. So I was like, yeah, I like garnets. I'll work with garnets. 
and they just totally mess me up. They just get my temper going. They kind of like, Mm -hmm. you know, raise your blood, raise your energy. And like, Mm -hmm. I just found myself wearing this garnet necklace I had and just like being irrationally angry for like no reasons or like being really irritable for no reason. And I think it's because like I was coming from a place where I was already pretty upset and angry most of the time. And this was just like, that was kind of accelerating the energy. And so now instead I work with crystals that calm me the fuck down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a great uh, example. Um, so mm-hmm. I think uh, before we go into specific crystals, we did also want to talk about cleansing crystals. Um, mm-hmm. so we've talked about how to find crystals, where to get them, um, how to choose them. And a, choosing them is more than just, you know, holding it up in your non-dominant hand. Also, what kind of energy you're looking for, that kind of thing. Um, But when you get Mm -hmm. a crystal, it's a really good idea to charge them uh, or or, sorry, Mm -hmm. to cleanse them. Um, And Mm -hmm. so we want to go over some ways to cleanse your new crystals so that they don't have any energy from anyone else Mm -hmm. that, you know, picked them up in the store or anyone Mm -hmm. that, you know, if they haven't, you know, unfortunately were harvested, you know, not in the the best circumstances to get rid of that energy of them. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there's there's a lot ways to cleanse your crystals just like you would cleanse anything really Mm -hmm. yeah and I think the most um talked about way to cleanse your crystals is to put them on your windowsill and cleanse them in the moonlight although um people say sunlight works as well but the sun can bleach some crystals so you want to be careful about which crystals you do that with yeah Um, and also I would say for that depending on what type of crystal it is so if it's a crystal that has a lot of sun energy related to it. Um, like we're going to be talking about citrine later. Um, that might be a good one to, I, and I don't know whether or not, you know, how that one fares in the sun. Um, mm-hmm. But if you have something that has more of a sunny energy to it, that might be one you mm-hmm. charge in the sun. Or if the crystal has something to kind of play with the wheel of the year, um, you might want to charge mm-hmm. in the sun on that uh, Sabbath. Yeah. And speaking of citrine, you actually don't need to charge citrine because it's a self-cleansing crystal and it actually will cleanse other things. Like I used to put it um, when I had a larger altar, I would put it on my tarot deck on my altar because it would kind of keep the energy around that tarot deck clear. Mm -hmm. Um, You could also use it to cleanse other crystals. I believe selenite's the same way. Yeah. Um, So yeah, that's an option. You can also cleanse using um, running water, like a natural water source, or you can also make moon water by charging some water under moonlight and then storing that in a bottle and just kind of I would spray it on crystals when I used it that way um you can put them in a bowl of salt although that's also not recommended because the salt can embed in some softer crystals Um, yeah same with water um there are some mm -hmm. crystals like selenite that are not safe to put in the water maybe spraying in the water might be a little bit safer but submerging Mm -hmm. certain things like selenite in water is a no-go um, so if you wanted to mm-hmm. cleanse your crystals in water, just double check as to whether or not they are safe for the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let's see, I'm trying to think, oh, you can, I've cleansed crystals by putting them through a flame before. So yes. you can do that. Or Although smoke. in my experience or smoke. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot that you can do by far the most witchy and famous is just putting them out under the light of a full moon. But just in case you need to charge something and there is not going to be a full moon for another three weeks, there's a lot of other options. Yeah. Or I actually have some crystals that I'll charge under um, like a new moon or a dark moon. Um, so just mm-hmm. like the, if I feel like they need night energy and no light, um, I'll do, mm-hmm. I'll do that as well, especially if I'm using it for something specific. Um, and so I'm like, okay, I want this charged in a dark moon and then I'll charge it that way. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. just the way you would, or, or charging or cleansing, um, the way you would cleanse anything. So smoke, fire, sound. Um, mm-hmm. that's great. Yeah, you can cleanse your crystals with a bell if you would like to. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. A lot of options. Again, just make sure that you're being safe and check the crystal like composition. Make sure it's not going to dissolve in water or get bleached by the mm-hmm. sun or anything like that. Yeah. And then cleansing, I've always been told that cleansing and charging crystals are two separate things. Like, yes, we did talk about all the different ways you can cleanse crystals, but charging, like some of those methods automatically charge the crystals. For example, um, moonlight charges crystals, sunlight Mm -hmm. charges crystals, but other times you need to like 
charge them with your intention. So like, yes, um, pick up the crystal and imagine a white light or kind of energetically feel a white light around the crystal and kind of put your intention into that space and you charge the crystal with that energy that way. Yeah. Like I was talking about when I was in that crystal shop with that piece of tiger's eye, um, while I was holding it in my hand, I was just thinking about like what I needed it for. Um, and Mm -hmm. wasn't even really concentrating on charging it, but I was putting the energy into it right there in the shop. And so when she touched it, she was like, Whoa, okay. I can feel your energy. So Mm -hmm. Um, that's, you know, just holding it, concentrating on it, concentrating on what you need it for. And what, and and that's when we talked earlier, why, what we use crystals for, we use it a lot to harness energy. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. So did you want to say anything else about crystals in general before we get started on kind of our favorites, our basics, our go-tos? Yeah, no, I didn't have anything else, but yeah, we wanted to give you guys a list and some more information on specific crystals. Um, we were going to talk about um, kind of just the basic crystals that you need to know if you're going to start working with them or if you want a starting point to explore it yourself. Um, and then we were also going to give, I ended up doing two, but I'm going to keep them short because I know we said we were only going to do one, yeah, um, no but worries. we were going to talk about our favorite crystals. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so again, these are just a list of crystals. You don't have to get all of them, but, um, what we thought would be good starter crystals, um, mm-hmm. maybe what we've started with or what we've seen other people start with. If you were thinking about starting a crystal collection. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm going to go ahead and start with, uh, the big one. Um, and that is going to be clear quartz. So quartz is a uh, clear quartz is kind of like your white candle. It can be substituted for any other crystal. So it's really like if you want to start working with crystals, but you don't know where to start, this might be a good one because you can use it for any intention, any energy you're trying to harness. Um, it's best used for, uh, clarity and cleansing and purifying, um, So if you need, um, you know, just kind of a a general crystal to cleanse an area or to promote clarity, like say you're doing a tarot reading or something like that, um, quartz is sometimes associated with the crown energy point. So that might be a good place to kind of broaden your mind if you need something like that, um, It's also just generally good for amplifying your energy, your intention. So if you want just a little pack, a little extra punch to a a spell or or a charm or something like that, um, quartz is going to be your best bet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it can even um, like, say you're working on a spell for self-love or for prosperity, you can put clear quartz in there and it just it just amplifies the energy of the other crystals you'll be using. Yes. Um, so quartz, I always feel like clear quartz, you can never have enough of because again, you might be putting them in bags um, or, you know, putting them in, in different things, different areas of your house. So I have a lot of clear quartz, just like little tiny clear quartz, just in case I need some. And then, you know, I have the, the bigger chunks of clear quartz as well um, to use if, if I do need that amplification or, or cleansing or something like that. So, um, I personally would start always with the clear quartz. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. All right. And yeah, that's a good starter. And like Mrs. said, it's, um, I've heard white candles, clear quartz, lavender oil, and rosemary can, pr- you can pretty much do any spell with those things. Yeah. There you go. That's witchcraft. You're done. <laughs> yep exactly all right um so then i was going to talk about amethyst which aside from clear quartz is probably the crystal you hear the most um if you're unfamiliar with it it's a purple variety of quartz uh that comes in all different hues of purple um it's you also might be familiar with it because it's february's birthstone um and it's associated with throat and crown chakras it's known as a um quote-unquote master crystal and it's been used spiritually for millennia um there's a myth associated with it in Greek mythology. It's been used throughout history um, to harness energy and you find re- references to it. I mean, in all honesty, I was going to try to give some examples, but there's such a big bulk of amethyst lore just because it's been used that way for so long. In all honesty, I would just Google it and start looking up stories. There is a lot of history there. 
Um, yeah, I want to clarify, Katie, you said um, crown and throat. I've always heard crown and third eye energy point. Um, I, that's what I found in the research hmm. I did. I'm, that could be more accurate. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So again, I've always heard amethyst related to third eye. Um, so helping increase mm -hmm. psychic ability. Um, that's what I personally mm -hmm. use amethyst for. Um, I've been, that's one of my things I've kind of been working on in the last few months is increasing my psychic ability and it comes and goes in waves. Um, and I talked, I think it was the tools episode um, where I talked about the, the amethyst diadem to kind of open my third eye and increase my psychic ability mm -hmm. there. So um, yep. that's yeah. what I use it for typically. Yep, exactly. And then as far as what amethyst does, um, it's protective. It's known to be healing and clarifying. Um, it enhances psychic gifts and intuition. Um, it's also said to relieve stress and anxiety. It increases shrewdness, intelligence, and something left over from the Middle Ages is that people think that it controls your quote-unquote evil or sinful thoughts. Hmm. Um, and it's also really, it, the name of it, uh, going back to the Greek myth, is it means um, sober or without alcohol. Um, so it, it's supposed to help um, prevent substance abuse and is associated with um, sobriety and temperance. I've worked with Amethyst and the temperance card at the same time, um, not necessarily for sobriety, more for the idea of like emotional temperance. Um, but yeah, it's supposed to kind of balance you out and do all these other wonderful things. Yeah, that's great to know. So yeah, and then I wanted to talk about rose quartz. So actually, when I first, uh, I think it was two-ish years ago, decided I was going to really start working on my craft. I wasn't going to do it as a passing hobby anymore. Uh, I wanted to buy crystals, and I didn't know at the time, like, how does one buy crystals? What is, how do you do it? What is the thing? But I bought three, um, like, double-terminated pendant uh, crystal necklaces, and I got a, a clear quartz and amethyst, and the third one I got was rose quartz. Um, so rose quartz is connected to your heart chakra or your heart energy point, and it helps you focus and harness your love energy. And that's self-love, your love for others. And so because of that, it's really good for healing and forgiveness. It lets you go, of, helps you let go of uh, anger and negativity. So it's just really, I feel a good healing crystal, um, just good for healing, not necessarily a broken leg. Um, but as far as if you've been hurt, if you've been heartbroken, if you've had a lot of trauma in your life, the rose quartz is good for just general relief of, of that hurt and that maybe anger, negativity, things like that. Um, but again, it's also one to promote love. So I uh, have on, on my wedding day, um, I wore rose quartz earrings and I'm so disappointed. I don't know what it is about me and rose quartz earrings. Uh, it's not meant to be. So I was, I had these rose quartz earrings I wore for my wedding day. I lost one of them. They fell out of my ear. Uh, while I was on a walk one day and then Katie got me rose quartz earrings a couple of birthdays ago and I don't think I told you this Katie one of them broke oh I'm sorry I'm so to hear sad. that yeah I'm hoping I can like hot glue or like so so my dad is a redneck and so I'm actually hoping my dad can JB weld it back together <laughs> yeah if you yeah. don't JB weld it is like basically liquid duct tape um so I'm like well, maybe you could solder it together too yeah, my dad probably could, or I could ship it back to my cousin in uh, Virginia. She solders. Um, yeah. I do not solder. It's not a, a skill that I have. So rose quartz, I, I feel, harnesses that, that love energy. So that's why I wanted to wear it on my wedding day. Um, I wear it on, you know, like Valentine's Day and just days when I want to promote love. And actually, yeah. I, I almost always wear pink to weddings. And one of the reasons I wear pink to weddings is so that I can wear rose quartz jewelry that day as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I work with rose quartz a lot as well as I've talked about before. I actually, um, part of my healing process for PTSD is to do a type of therapy where you actually feel physical pain as you relive um, these traumatic memories. Um, and I feel pain in my heart space. So because of that, I do work with rose quartz a bit. I actually have a low hanging rose quartz necklace that I like kept on thinking I needed to buy a necklace like this. And I was like, mm, I kind of got that feeling like, no, you don't have to worry about buying it. And then my sister gave me this necklace for my birthday. Um, 
but yeah, it's perfect. It hangs down directly into my heart space and I just wear that. Um, and it is helping me work through some of the stuff, but I just, I just really like rose quartz. It just feels like a big warm hug and yeah, just energetically, it's just very comforting and soothing. That's great. Yeah. So the next crystal we're going to talk about is citrine. Um, and it's this yellow, orange, brown, gray, or even clear crystal. Um, it's associated with your crown and solar plexus uh, energy points. Um, and it energizes and regenerates, is associated with warmth. Um, I've seen, you know, make a crystal fireplace uh, crafts where you essentially just put together a bunch of citrine and carnelian and that creates warmth in your home. Um, but yeah, it increases uh, creativity, provides motivation, helps with manifestation, is associated with abundance and wealth. It can make you too fiery though, so keep that in mind. I personally haven't experienced that with um, citrine. It's kind of just this cleansing energy for me, but um, you know, teach their own. Crystals do affect people in very different ways. Um, it is self-clearing, like I said before, so it doesn't need cleansing and it cleanses other objects like crystals, tarot decks, your aura, etc. Um, it can help clear your depression. So it, you know, it raises your energy, which if you've ever been really depressed, you know, it's like you don't have energy to do anything. So it helps provide you some energy and gets you out of that depressive funk. Um, it also clears negativity. It balances your emotions and body. Um, and it's also said to clear malevolent spirits like ghosts or poltergeists. And it is also said to warn against danger and protects you. So you can, you know, use it in a spell and it can act as like a warning system if something's happening. Yeah. So I've always, um, because citrine is that, like I was saying earlier, the, that yellow color, I think of it as the bright sunny energy. So that's something I would use if I wanted to harness like happy, sunny energy. And um, when I was looking it up for this episode, I saw someone refer to it as vitamin C for the soul. And that just connected so much for me. Like that's definitely how I view citrine um, as just a, an energy boost, uh, but like a calming mm -hmm. energy boost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's more like getting a good night's sleep, not like a cup of coffee. Yes. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. you know, we talked about, you, you mentioned the solar plexus, um, and I don't know if a lot of people have, um, a lot of, um, background with the solar plexus, uh, but that's kind of, you know, gut area, belly button, a little yeah. bit higher than your belly button. Um, yeah, it's where your diaphragm is, if you know where that is. Yeah. I'm clutching it right now, but you can't see it because this is a podcast, um, but just kind mm -hmm. of like your center where the energy mm -hmm. kind of radiates from. <laughs> I had this thought. It's like the point between your boob, not the point between the point below <laughs> your boobs. If you have big boobs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. I mean, you're not yep. wrong there. Yep. <laughs> All right. So then the next one, um, I want to, the next crystal I want to talk about is selenite. Uh, we've talked about this earlier in this episode and in previous episodes because Katie and I both have a selenite wand. I never really thought I would be into selenite. And one of the reasons is that it is a very um, soft crystal. So again, don't put it in water. And just looking at other crystal, like selenite wands and things like that, looked like I would get splinters. I don't know. I, I, and I've never... The selenite one that we have is um, like tumbled, so it's nice and smooth. Um, and but once I got that wand, I was like, oh my gosh, I want to use this for everything. So selenite is another self-cleansing crystal. It's uh, white with translucent striations in it. So when I talk about those striations, um, you'll see it kind of if you know it. It's the crystal that kind of looks like it, like almost like flaky, uh, but it's a mm -hmm. white translucent um, with those those long striations in it. So it's got nice long kind of lines through it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, it's kind of milky. Yeah, but it's used again. So I use it to cleanse everything. I've got it in a wand. So it's really great for harnessing energy. Um, so cleansing a space, cleansing a tarot deck, cleansing other crystals. 
it's just you know general like fabuloso that's what you're using to, to clean everything uh, but it's also really good for mental clarity so i uh, cleansing your mind spirit um, and also good for psychic attacks so um, mm-hmm. if you have some selenite that you want to use if you're concerned about um, I, I don't know what you're doing in your life that you're worried about psychic attacks everybody's life is different though so if if that is something that you're concerned about, that might be a good crystal for you. Um, and I do mm-hmm. want to remind everyone, it is not safe to submerge in water. Mm-hmm. Um, like Missa said, um, selenite is cleansing. So I mainly use it to like cleanse a space or to keep a space clear or, you know, raise the vibration of a space. And yeah, I just, it's just a good all around cleanser and you can find it relatively inexpensively. So, yeah. Well, and again, like if you look at the name Selenite, um, it's named after the moon, the goddess Selene. Mm-hmm. Um, so when anytime I feel like I need to harness some kind of moon energy and it's not necessarily the full moon, um, or maybe it's cloudy and I can't get to the moon. That's when I, I pull out my Selenite. So it's kind mm-hmm. of a, a full moon charge in a, in, in a crystal. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Do you want to move on to tourmaline? Yeah. Yeah. So tourmaline, I personally don't work with this as much as I do some other black crystals as far as for cleansing negative energy, that sort of thing. Um, but you are going to hear people talk about it a lot. Like I think um, I can think of at least three witches that hold tourmaline to be like the crystal for <laughs> protection and stuff like that. So I, you know, your baby witches, we want to make sure that you have all the low down before you go down that route. Um, so mainly people work with, um, black crystal, black tourmaline. That's the most common one. And that's what you will most likely see reference to. Um, Mm -hmm. but it comes in a million different colors. It comes in black, Mm -hmm. brown, yellow, green, blue, watermelon, which is like pink in the middle with green around it. Um, also blue green. And each color has its different properties. For example, um, I've worked with watermelon tourmaline before, and I use that to work with like self-love or your heart space because um, both green and pink are associated with the heart space. And so that combination of colors is really good for working with that energy. Um, But like I said before, black is the most common. um, And so that's what I'm gonna be talking about going forward. Um, So it's associated with the root energy point. Um, And it is known to protect and heal and it cleanses negative energy Um, specifically. And this is what I found because I got two of the black crystals and I did more research into them. But specifically with tourmaline, the way that it um, cleanses negative energy is that it turns dense negative energy into lighter, higher vibration energy. Um, So basically it instead of so. I'll talk about this with obsidian, but like obsidian is a negativity vacuum. So it like sucks in all the negativity. Tourmaline doesn't do that. It like just changes the energy to be more high vibration. Um, And then it helps you ground and protect during spiritual work. Um, Specifically, I've seen lore that says it specifically protects against the demons, but that really depends on if you believe in demons or not, or if you think demons are bad. I know a lot of people who specifically want to work with demons and don't (laughs) want them to. Um, And then it helps with inner work and it helps with shadow work. Um, it, it clarifies your thoughts and channels energy. It increases creativity and self-confidence. And also I found that it's a crystal that you is known that you can charge it by rubbing it between your hands. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, black tourmaline has a similar structural appearance. I'm not going to say the actual structure because I'm again, not a scientist um, to selenite. So mm-hmm. Um, it has kind of those striations in it. I have a, a mm-hmm. black tourmaline necklace um, and I wear that anytime I feel like I need protection from any kind of negative energy. Um, but yeah, again, like you were saying, Katie, tourmaline is, has an abundance of colors and so abundance of um, what it can help you work with. So depending on what type of um, energy you need, you, it can help with protection, communication, compassion, things like that. Um, so it's a really versatile crystal, again, you, just depending on what color you're looking at. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, going back to the appearance of tourmaline, it's actually kind of interesting because it's like black with these little striations of white every once in a while. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, So we we did choose three black crystals. Um, I guess we were just really into protecting ourselves from negative energy. Um, Mm -hmm. But so the next one I want to talk about is onyx. Um, so onyx is black, but you do, do sometimes have those gray and white bands throughout it, um, which kind of separates it from the other black crystals. Um, and it does pro- like help. I don't want to necessarily say protect against negative energy, but it helps you release negative energy. Um, so if that's something that you're working with, you feel like you're holding a lot of negative, negative or dark energy in um, onyx is helping you release that it aids. It's a very shiny stone, so it can aid in self-reflection. Um, so looking inside yourself and figuring out maybe where this negativity is coming from. And then once you figure that out, you can, uh, let it go, um, with, with the onyx. And then it, it just, it's a restorative crystal. So it helps you restore physical and, and mental well-being. Um, again, mm-hmm. physical and mental well-being. We're not saying that it's a substitution for medicine. Um, but it can assist you with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have an onyx ring that I like and you know, it works pretty well with me. And I know I think Onyx is pretty good. But yeah, I, I just work with a lot of black crystals, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Did you want to uh, take it home with our third black crystal? Yes. So the third one is obsidian, which we've, I've talked a little bit about before. Um, so it is if you go back to elementary school, and you remember your earth sciences, it <laughs> is a volcanic rock. Um, it's technically black volcanic glass, um, and it's been used for centuries by all cultures. Um, I there's actually some there was some really groundbreaking um, obsidian found at a dig site on this one Greek island, where because where because of where it was in the strata and the fact that you could only get the obsidian there by boat, it actually proved that boats had been in use um, it, within Europe far earlier than we realized. Um, this is a time to so, remind everyone that Katie does have a degree in archaeology. <laughs> yes, yes. So <laughs> obsidian has been in use forever, for forever all over the world. And, you know, even today, um, there are some scalpels that are used in surgery that are made of obsidian. It's a very versatile um, stone. Um, again, yeah. it's associated with your root energy point. Um, it's protective. It's a negativity shield and absorber. Again, it's that negativity vacuum. Um, and then it, it is grounding. It draws out mental stress and tension. It is good for long-term healing and it helps heal past trauma. Um, it mirrors your inner world. So it's also good for shadow work and it protects you from negative shadow habits, which I don't know enough about shadow work to know what negative shadow habits are. But if you know more than <laughs> me, that is something to take note of. Um, and it enhances truth. It enhances healing energy in the stones around it. And it's been used for scrying as a crystal for a long time. So like think of a black obsidian crystal ball or a black obsidian scrying mirror that has been used for a really long time. Yeah. Um, so you talked about the, the shadow habits. Um, when I was looking up obsidian, um, it talked about shadow traits like fear and anger. So it's helping protect against um, those kinds of, of shadow habits. Um, mm-hmm. Not only yeah. the energy of other people, but also your own shadow habits. Yeah. And like I said, I have had, a black obsidian necklace is one of the first crystals I bought, like I said earlier. Um, yeah. And it's, you know, I wear it, I think, most of the time just because I find it really he- helping and I hadn't really done much research into it. But, you know, the research I did see that where it's, you know, it's good for long term healing and it helps you heal past trauma. Well, I have been in therapy for the past three years healing my PTSD. So that I feel has supported that endeavor. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so next, so those are all of our kind of basic crystals that we would recommend to you. Not all of them. There are a lot of other crystals out there. Um, but those are just what we would feel would be starter crystals. We know there's a lot of black Mm -hmm. crystals there. Um, but we think it's really important. Those, those black crystals 
offer a lot of protection from negative energy. And I think anytime you're starting in the craft, uh, that's something that gets, gets missed or looked over a lot is the protection aspect. Um, mm-hmm. So you always want to make sure that you're safe in whatever practice we're using. Um, again, we talked about safe from psychic attacks, safe from any kind of negative energy, negative spirits. Um, mm-hmm. So that's something that we really think that you should, that we would recommend to everyone work on. Um, so that's why mm-hmm. there's a lot of black crystals in there. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, those, those are our, our basic starter ones. And then we also want to talk to you about our favorite crystals. Um, yeah. So I'm going to start with Tiger's Eye. And that's also, I mean, at least in my opinion, a starter crystal. I would recommend it to everyone. I love Tiger's Eye. Um, so Tiger's Eye is the very uh, first crystal I was ever interested in. So my grandparents had, I don't really know what kind of dictionary, like it was like a big dictionary type thing, but it was this massive book. I, again, I don't know what it was. It was some special book for smart people, I guess. My grandparents were highly intelligent. Um, like the kind of highly intelligent that makes it hard to have a conversation with them. Uh, but it was on like a book stand. It really reminded me a lot of, um, the charmed book of shadows from the original charmed. How it's like on that, on that stand. Anyways, my grandparents had a book like that. I would always, always hold it to the crystal section. And there was a picture of tiger's eye there and it has just captured my attention for decades. Um, so it is, uh, brown with like gold, um, I don't even really know how to describe it, but like gold striations, gold bands throughout it. Um, so it's, you know, brown and gold and black, and it's associated with your third chakra or energy point, your solar plexus as well. Um, and it really promotes courage and confidence. Um, it's, it bolsters you. Um, we talked about that sunny energy before it helps you harness that, that confidence of that, of the solar plexus. Um, and it helps you stay centered there. It eases your worry and it promotes your optimism. So it's, it's, it's my, my happy crystal. I wear it all the time. I have a necklace, a ring, earrings. I've got everything. I'm always wearing tiger's eye. It feels like sometimes. And it also does promote protection from any kind of negative energies, just like our, our black crystals that we discussed. Um, so I just feel like, you know, because it offers you so much energy and it also offers you protection, it's, I personally think it's a great starter crystal. Um, some people think it's a more nuanced crystal, but I have a lot of tiger's eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I even have a blue tiger's eye. So it comes in other colors. Um, yeah. And it's just like a ground. I find it very grounding and centering. Um, yeah. yeah I just, it's a good crystal. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's, that's my favorite. Um, and since you said that you were going to talk about two of your favorites, I'm going to add one more of mine and it's just a quick little one. Um, Mm -hmm. I also wanted to bring up lapis lazuli, which was not one that we had. Huh? So pretty. It's very pretty. It looks like the night sky. What was that? It looks like the night sky. Yes. Um, so it's a dark blue crystal. Um, it's not faceted like a lot of the other crystals um, that we talked about. So it's like a very dense, opaque color. Um, but then it does have kind of those like white and light um, specks throughout it. So again, like Katie said, like the night sky. Um, and I don't have, I don't even know if I have an actual stone. I got a ring, a lapis lazuli ring um, a few months ago and I love wearing it. And it's, um, considered one of the like gold lux or good luck stones. Um, it, it's associated with the third eye and, and the throat, ch- uh, energy points. And it's usually a tumbled stone. Again, like we talked about, like it's, it's a soft, like a round smooth stone. Um, <clears throat> but it's just really good for, um, for healing and, um, <clears throat> just like, like spiritual enlighten, enlightenment. It is a blue stone. So if you work with color magic, again, blue is that, um, that throat energy point. So it's good for communication and things like that. Um, but I just feel like it's a really powerful spiritual stone. Again, I haven't worked with it too much, but it's kind of mm-hmm. my, like my next 
big crystal that I'm I'm looking into. So that that's kind of my yeah. my up and coming crystal right now. Yeah, I like lapis lazuli a lot too. I have a ring of it. It's actually the ring that I bought to wear to one of our friends' big fancy weddings. Um, ah, yes. With like a small speck of it in it, but then I recently bought a necklace that's basically just like a huge chunk of it on a chain. Um, and it's just, I think of it, it brings you like this kind of very subtle feminine kind of power. I think of it almost as a regal stone. Um, and it's just, you know, it's lovely. It's like uh, how you feel after a really good girls night out with your best friends. So Yeah, so I'm, I'm just reading right now and it says that Cleopatra used crushed lapis lazuli in her eyeshadow. Nice. Yeah. So, and that's the other thing is that it's been referenced throughout history. It's, I think it's one of the most more famous crystals out there. Um, so yeah, if you want to kind of um, increase your like self-awareness, intuition, things like that, that might be a, a good one for you as well. All right, Katie, mm-hmm. what are your favorite crystals? Yeah. So I'm going to start with aquamarine and like, before when I was talking about garnets, like garnets really drove me off the deep edge and like put me in a really negative and angry headspace. And I would say aquamarines are the opposite of that. Like I have a ring with them with an aquamarine in it that I wear almost every day and it just calms my ass fucking down and (laughs) makes me a happier, nicer person. Um, And if you haven't seen it, it's like this milky light blue crystal. Um, It's the, state gem of Colorado um, and it's associated with your throat energy point um, and like I said before it's calming it reduces stress and it quiets your mind it increases courage and reduces overwhelm and it's just great for people who are really sensitive um, and I'm not saying I'm the most sensitive people in the world because I know or most sensitive person in the world because I know that there's a lot of people out there who are very psychically sensitive but sensitive but you know, I touch crystals and I have a very physical sensation touching them. So I feel like I am probably more sensitive than the average person. And, um, you know, aquamarine, because it is very ubiquitous here in Colorado, it's relatively easy to find. And I don't know, it just works really well with me. Yeah. And so aquamarine, if you look at the name of it, it's the water of the sea. So I think of it as like the calming ocean water. Again, I'm a Californian. So I, ocean is how I my, my mom is from SoCal. I didn't grow up by the ocean, but my mom did. So the ocean has always been something that's calming. And, and again, when you think of water, you think of like water signs and then just the compassion, um, moderation, things like that. So yeah, mm-hmm. definitely a calming crystal um, mm-hmm. to help you with, with things like that. Yeah. And then my other crystal is Labradorite because I thought I was just going to uh, talk about aquamarine, but then I remembered Labradorite. And in all honesty, Labradorite is, it's my favorite crystal that I work with probably. (laughs) Um, So if you haven't seen it before, it's actually visually a really interesting crystal because when you look at it in a certain light, it just looks like a plain um, gray and black crystal. But then when you get it in certain light, it lights up internally with this really brilliant blue, green or gold shine or aura. It's just a really cool crystal to work with visually and I actually like to meditate with it because I'm a little oh, bit of a space yeah. case. Sometimes I'm really, it's really difficult for me to, um, really difficult for me to meditate, but with Labradorite, it's like, ooh, shiny, and it actually holds my attention. <laughs> um, but yeah, it uh, is associated with your heart space, and then it cleanses, it's a cleansing crystal, so it actually cleanses your aura when you wear it, and so Whenever there's a lot of negativity or I'm feeling really stressed out or weighed down, I put that on and it actually helps cleanse all that out of my system. Um, And then it tempers negativity and it brings out the best in people. It supports you through big changes and then it protects and enhances spiritual work. And yeah, I just, I just really like it. In all honesty, I keep on buying it because it just works so well for me and I enjoy working with it so much. Yeah, it's it's a great one. That's also just a great one to end with because it does um, just promote such a spiritual calming um, energy to it. It, it, It's like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to call it the witch's crystal because again, I think probably quartz or amethyst Mm -hmm. would be the witch's crystal, but it is such a magical spiritual stone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then also I feel like it's probably a good one for baby witches to know about because 
a lot of jewelry is being made with Labradorite right now, um, especially like I've seen Labradorite jewelry in Target. So yeah, yeah, that's what Labradorite is. So yeah. Um, so again, we've given you all a lot of information about crystals in general and spe- some specific crystals we'd love for you to start working with if that's um, a practice that you want to start. Um, but you know, if, if you have another topic like this that you want to talk to us about, um, you're welcome, welcome to hit us up on social media or email. Or if you have a crystal that you love that we didn't mention today, we'd love to hear about that too. Um, Kitty, do you mm-hmm. want to tell them how they can find us? Yeah, you can email us at babywitchpod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at babywitchpod. And yeah, I mean, we are beginners. Um, I think Miss and I both do work with crystals. And I feel like to a certain extent, your experience with the crystal is just however you personally feel it because people differ so much. Um, But yeah, do keep in mind that we're beginners and, um, you know, we're learning along with you. So, yeah, and yeah. we don't have a lot of experience with all of the crystals. There are so many out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, way too many to even – you could have an entire podcast that was just about crystals and go for years and never finish. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a lot of options out there. We've given you some, you know, a good start. Um, but we'd love to hear it from you. We'd love to hear more about crystals that, that you work with if there's something that we didn't mention because it might be something that helps us in our practice as well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I have actually been trying to limit my finding of new crystals because I kind of <laughs> went rambunctious there right when I was deepening my practice. And I was like, well, I'll just buy a ton of crystals. And now I have so many crystals. And I'm like, I need to calm the fuck down and work with the crystals I already own. So I am yes. more than willing to learn about new crystals, though. So send them my way. Yeah, absolutely. All right, loves. Well, we will talk to you in two weeks on the next Magical Monday. Bye.